a survivor. So Netflix seems like they've gotten kind of like an influx in kind of zombie content. Uh, they got Zombieverse reality show. I think it's like they have like kind of these Korean celebrities and regular people and they drop them into this contained zombie apocalypse. Um, and they're just like fighting to survive and stuff, just like it is like in a real zombie apocalypse. I am very excited about that. I haven't watched it yet, but they also just recently added um, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead, which is both a manga anime, which was added as well, and a movie, which was a little long. And the movie is what we're going to talk about. So um, I'm going to do the first half without spoilers. And then, you know, if you want a spoiler review, just stay tuned for the second half. Okay, so Zom 100 follows this this guy who's just recently, I think he just recently left high school. I'm going to say it's high school. And he starts working with what looks like an entertainment company. Like they make television programming and stuff. And he's super excited, super energetic about it, ready to go. And then, you know, he gets hit with what everyone gets hit with when they start working. The fact that they're working and they're there and this place is just sucking the soul out of you. And he's just, you know, first of all, his 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 job is like straight up slave labor. They um, work them from sunup to sundown. He, he pulled like two weeks straight of like not going home. So the zombie apocalypse starts and this dude is, his first concern is he's going to be late for work. Like it's so ingrained in him. Like he's just really become a cog in the machine that the world's going to hell. And what he's worried about is being late for work. But like five minutes into like the apocalypse, he realizes I don't have to go into work. And there is this extreme joy that comes over him where he just kind of realizes he hates his job and now he can do whatever he wants. And I think, I think that's like the appeal of the apocalypse to a lot of people. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse to come. Or I can't wait to just like wait for the world to fall apart. And it's, it's not, well, unless they're a psychopath, it's not because of zombies. It's, it's because a lot of us are not happy where we are, where you feel like we're just kind of like on this continuous wheel, this little, what do, you, what do you call it? The rat race. And we feel trapped. So the apocalypse is just like a giant reset button. And that's that's very appealing to people to know that you can just erase everything. Everyone starts from zero and you can build a whole new life. But then there's always that fear that like the apocalypse starts and your life is still shit. Like that would suck. <laughs> Cheesy and just what you want from the zombie genre. I guess it's more like, more like warm, 
everybody is if we're talking about tone i would say it's closer to warm bodies than it is to army headed dead yeah because it's not it's not a very serious tone it's it's just you following this guy who's just trying to get a handle on his life even though the world's over and i don't know i really liked that i really liked the concept of this corporate dude who is oh it's so sad okay there's there's a sad moment in it but basically he hates his existence with a passion and the worst thing to happen to the world was the best thing to happen to him and i i really i really enjoyed that um so i'm probably gonna check out the manga and i'm probably gonna check out the anime most likely gonna check out the anime before i check out the manga um but i had a great time with it i i thought it was a lot of fun um would i rate it really high maybe not I think if we're doing like a rating of from one to five, it'll probably be like a 3.5. I've had more fun with um, one cut of the dead than I had had with this, but this was a really wholesome zombie movie and I got a kick out of it. So if you want the spoiler version, I guess we can start that in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so when he is at the subway and the safety rails are blocking him from stepping onto the track and he's, he's just staring at him and he's like, I wish they weren't there. Oh my God. That just, I don't know, that really hit me. That. That was just so harsh for just to realize that he was giving so much of his life to this company that he hates to the point that it starts to make him hate his life. And he just wants an easy out. And it's just, it was sad. That was that was a really sad moment. And it was so early in the movie, like when that happened, I was like, where? where is this movie going? Then when the zombie apocalypse happens and he, oh, when he sees his neighbors and he's like climbing down because he's going to go save his office crush and he sees his neighbors, when he doubles back, I'm going to get back to the office crush, but when he doubles back and he comes back home, and then the whole apartment's just bloody. And his neighbor was like this old man and his pregnant wife. I was just like, oh my God, this movie is so dark. Like, it was just like they murdered them. And then you find out they didn't. So I was happy about that. But <laughs> it, that that was, a, if they stuck with that tone, I felt like it would have been a wild movie. But um, yeah, with The Office Crush, I feel like, I feel like this whole movie was kind of about him not only finding out who he wants to be, but finding out that his life really wasn't what he thought it was. Like, it was terrible, but even, like, the silver linings weren't even really silver linings. Like, 
um, his office crush was sleeping with his boss and he had no idea. And she she turns, oh, she had a lovely, I'm, I'm definitely creatively stealing like an artist from that because like when she's on the floor, she gets bit, she's on the floor and she's like twitching and flapping around. And then she just rises up on her heels, back all bent and everything. And then just ready to just, eat his soul i was like oh my god i'm taking that i am taking that i'm putting it in my memory index and i'm pulling it out at some point in in my writing career i'm not sure where but that was that was really cool um his his best friend was kind of annoying i don't i don't know it's just like him being in like a sex hotel and his friend having to go all this way to save him is I don't know. It's I guess, you know, you do anything for your best friend. And if that's truly his best friend, I could totally understand that. But it just until he realized how much Akira cared. I hope I'm saying that name right. So yeah, that's the vibe I got. I felt like he really didn't care until he realized how much Akira cared. And that's that's just kind of sad. Like, I really want... You you connected his character to the point that you just kind of want good things for him. And then it just feels like bad things keep coming. Um, he finds this this other apocalyptic survivor who basically tells him that he's gonna end up dead because he keeps risking his life for people that he doesn't know which is true but in his head he's like if someone needs help and i'm not gonna help them i might as well be zombie food like if you're not gonna risk your life and be a hero you might as well be zombie food and i i really i really like the the aspect that he attaches to his his slogans of like, if I can't, if I can't make up with my best friend, I might as well be zombie food. And I'm just like, oh my God, this man is insane. He is insane. So um, there's this point where he has this plan where he wants to go to the aquarium. I think his friend thinks it's because of the food or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he knows that the aquarium has developed this suit that they use for the shark divers that is basically impenetrable to shark teeth. And he's like, if I get that suit, these zombies can't touch me. Uh, ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing. That's basically what he's saying. So him and his friend go on a journey to go to this aquarium and they once again um, come across the, the female survivor that he met earlier and some other survivors who, surprise, surprise, they end up turning and we all have to fight our way out of uh convenience store but um basically they get an rv and they're going on this cross-country road trip decide to stop at the hot springs because i'm like you really don't have a deadline it's the end of the world do what you want so they stop at these hot springs and stuff but when he gets to the aquarium i think it's like that moment when he gets to the aquarium and you find out that his boss and his whole workforce is at the aquarium because they were shooting footage there and they just pretty much are running the aquarium like they ran work that was so just sad 
I was just like, that was the big bad in my head. Like later on, there's that zombie shark with the zombie legs, which I didn't really get. But like to me, it was the office that was the big bad. It just it he showed up shit on his dreams to the point that he was just not himself. His friends were like, come on, we need to go. And he's just like, nah, nah, I can't do this. This is where I need to be. And I definitely loved when he um pushed down his boss. Did his boss die at the end? No, no, his boss didn't die at the end, but they all left him, which is what he deserves. No, he deserves to be eaten. He should have been eaten by that shark. So the zombie shark... I thought that was clever. I have a zombie shark in dead soil. Not to that extent. But um, yeah, I also believe that um, zombie sharks are possible. So like, I thought that was a really cool aspect that was tossed into it. And the, the whole bringing it down into kind of like a superhero movie. I did love the superhero landing. He did the superhero landing, which I loved totally unrealistic not good for your knees leaves you wide open to be knocked out by the villain but i do love seeing it so he did that and then we have the kind of like electric punch to kill the shark and like my wife i was sitting there and she was just like when when the shark first appeared and i was like oh it's a zombie shark and then when the legs came out of it, she was like, oh, it's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Yeah, they they definitely, definitely went the sci-fi channel route with that. So I'm intrigued to see what the anime and the manga are like. I'm pretty sure that because in this, in the movie, he gets to what, like 19 things. So I'm guessing that anime and the manga are really just going to explore the 100 things on the list that he wants to do. I don't know what the next thing I want to watch is. I might put it up in a poll in the, the den on Facebook. Um, a little side note, we do have a private group on Facebook called the den. So if you're in, if you're in a newsletter and you're into survivors dens monthly subscription, just make sure you also join the den on Facebook and we can do polls. We can chat. I want to create a large community of just people that love horror, people that love zombies, the apocalypse. I just, I just want to find my people. So yeah, go over there. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to put up maybe a poll every week to see what I should watch next. Definitely, I'm gonna have, what else do they have? What's No Escape? Oh no, that's not a zombie movie. <laughs> that's a movie about a family being trapped in a South American country or something. Uh, so I'm gonna have Zombieverse on there. I'm gonna have Day Shift on there because I've been meaning to watch Day Shift. Warm Bodies for a rewatch and and Valley of the Dead. Yeah, I'm going to go with Valley of the Dead because I've, I've heard some good things about it and it looks kind of interesting. So I definitely want to see what that's about. But, you know, that's all I got for today. So, you know, just stay safe out there. Stay woke, stay alive. And uh, I'll catch you next time.